there's this part of me that doesn't even want to do these next two episodes because I feel like it's going to be bad. <laughs> it's going to end poorly for me. Welcome back to my seminary life. I'm your host, Brandon Knight. Granted, I did get through two episodes on the topic of the pandemic without too much abrasion. It's a little bit of feedback I got on one of the episodes. But today, we're going to talk about what is, for many Christians, um, the thing that is destroying everything, and that is social justice. And I guess I'll just go ahead and just let you all know where I'm at with this. It's not that scary, guys. Let's just calm down and talk about this. So, yeah, that's going to go over great as a reel on Instagram. <laughs> it's for the encounters. Do it for the encounters, Brandon. You got this. Anyway. This is why it's fun not having a show. <laughs> this is why it's fun having a show that you don't edit very much of because everyone just gets to live with my pain with me. Yeah, so we're going to talk about social justice today. Critical race theory will probably come up as well. Woke will come up as well, most likely. As, um, you know, the series is all about the local church and talking about things that are relevant issues for the church in a modern context. And one thing that is very much like COVID-19 and the pandemic in 2020 happening almost simultaneously is this whole conversation on social justice being woke. And as a fellow podcaster, I will not name names because, excuse me, I will not name names because this was a private conversation. But as one fellow podcaster put it, a lot of people treat critical race theory like it is the effing boogeyman and uh it's not it's not i just i i can feel i feel the tension in going into this week's conversation and next week's i'll tell you what that one is later um because this is a very it's a very divisive conversation it divides people very easily and uh, admittedly, I'm not the most qualified person to talk about this subject, even though we spent two or three weeks on an eight week course on this topic. Almost half of the class was devoted to this subject, and I still don't feel quite qualified. Honestly, my plan was to have a guest on this episode to talk about this. It's just that since we were there, uh, since I was you know, finishing up the class and there's so much to be doing right now on the show, promoting blah, 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 with all the stuff going on that it just it just got away from me. So I'm going into this a little handicapped, but I will refer you to a specialist. They did not ask for this, so hopefully they don't mind me doing this. But uh, I would like to refer you to a specialist. If you like podcasts, you should go check out the show Ministry Misfits. Okay, these guys, I, I, I know Andrew, um, I know Andrew, we're friends on Facebook and we swim in a lot of the same podcast circles. Um, these guys are more qualified, for sure. They are better trained. 
<laughs> they have spent their time researching uh, these topics along with many others that are related to social justice. And they have experienced the heat and willingly embrace it now, which is good for them. I'm still learning how to take the heat. But um, so, yes, for a more robust, a more in-depth conversation on social justice and its influences and other related topics, go check out Ministry Misfits. It will it will do you some good. Um and keep up the good work. If this manages to get around to the guys over there at Ministry Misfits, keep up the good work. And I'm looking forward to meeting you in real life because Andrew and I are actually scheduled to do a couple live episodes together at the Every Tribe Denomination and Tongue Convention this May. And if you'd like to help fund my trip down there, there is a GoFundMe link in the description of this episode. I'm doing some crowds funding for that I almost said crowd surfing i'm doing some crowdfunding for that because yeah it's going to be expensive to get from here to there so anyway getting off topic back on social justice so yeah my my hope here today is that i know with one episode i'm not going to convince people to change their mind especially those who are very much anti-social justice i guess as a concept I guess my intention going into this episode is going off of what I said there at the top was let's just calm down and talk about it. This has become one of those topics that we cannot talk about. This is a topic that is it, it can divide a church so easily that people just don't go there. And I think this is a opportunity for us as Christians to be mature, to grow up a little bit, and to actually sit and talk and to listen rather than to respond when it comes to this topic of social justice. So, like I said, it's not... Hmm, so social justice is the i'm trying to even find like an uh, an appropriate way to define what social justice is social justice is giving voice power and opportunity voice power and opportunity to an oppressed group it is social justice is bringing equality to a group that has felt oppressed. Typically, when we talk about social justice, we're referring to um, racism, races, specifically uh, the struggle of African-Americans in America, right? Um, but this can also be applied to women with feminism, the feminist movement. This can be applied to the LGBTQ plus community. This could be applied to really any group who's not a cis, white, heterosexual male. Because oftentimes the advantages put in our systems are for people who look like me, <laughs> people like me. Um, I did not ask for that. But that is, I've still have benefited from it. You know, I don't think 
many people wake up hoping or I don't think many people are born into the world hoping for advantages over other people solely based on the fact that they're white and they have certain genitalia, but they, you, there are systems in place that create this and social justice is working towards breaking down these structures breaking i don't even know if breaking down structures is necessarily the best word but creating opportunity giving equality to everyone and this is difficult it's very difficult to talk about because this is one of those issues again because it is so divisive that people can split over specific words so I I ask for grace as I continue on in this episode because I may say something, not that I'm trying to be offensive, but I may say something that upsets people. Again, I, I think we're in a place where the church needs to grow up a little bit and actually just think about it and actually just talk about it a little bit and listen to people talk about it, actually listen to them and to chew on it rather than taking the word of their favorite conservative news pundit as gospel. Just going to put that out there, folks. So some people are opposed to this concept of social justice because, um, and critical race theory, because it's, both of them expose these um, these structures that we have that give advantages to some and are weighted against others. And some people don't like that. <laughs> some people don't like that concept that that it that that does exist. And there's reasons. There's reasons why they may not like the the fact that. Um, there are these uh, structures in place. Uh, one of those reasons just might be an outright like denial of no, there's no, there's just an outright denial. There is no such thing as these things, as these structures. Um, uh, another reason may be the, a deeper issue of when you realize that uh, there are advantages given to some and that you are some of those some that are getting those advantages. You may not like the fact that you have just real that you have now realized that you are taking advantage of people just because of the way that you were born. I think also, and this gets into an issue that does exist in evangelical Christianity here in America that uh, some people are going to fight tooth and nail to say doesn't is not a problem is. Um, when these when these structures are exposed of the advantages given to some and the weight against others, um, there's a power play happening. There's a shifting of power away from one group to a much larger group. And it's not even like we're necessarily it's not even like it's necessarily ripping away the power. It's um, just giving some to others. Right. But when you have power 
and you feel like your power is threatened, you, you react, you know, I, this isn't a great example, but it's the first one that comes to mind, you know, when the wise men show up at Herod's door and they're like, Hey, we're here to see the King. And they're like, and he's like, here I am. And like, no, no, no. The newborn one, Herod has a response to that. Right. You're probably familiar with what he does next. Right. Um, so although I'm not trying to say that when people, when evangelical Christians feel threatened, well, actually, January 6th did happen. So I guess, yeah, some people who do claim to be evangelical Christians, yeah, they will respond in a very illogical, kind of destructive, very destructive way. Yeah, that does happen. That did happen. Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we're, we're, that's not beneath us, apparently. So. So, yeah, when these institutions are exposed, when these structures are exposed of giving preference to the few and disadvantage to the, to the rest, people may just outright deny it. People may uh, feel uncomfortable by it because they realize that they have been someone who has benefited from the system. Um, but also there's this power play dynamic and in this power play uh when when people lose power they respond or when people feel threatened they respond and oftentimes not in a healthy way or in a, an appropriate way and i think this is part of the issue this may be the issue i think this is part of the issue that churches are having right now is that the church feels threatened in a way that it it shouldn't feel threatened. The whole social justice, critical race theory, woke thing, there's a lot. It, it's such an entangling conversation, and you're going to have people splitting over so many different things. But part of the issue is semantics of, like, what do we mean when we say these words? I'm, I'm saving woke for a later part of this episode because I, I have some interesting thoughts on woke. Um, but it, some of this is like a semantic issue. But you would think that everything aside, we can at least agree justice is a good thing. You would at least think we could all agree as Christians. I'm not talking about the culture. I'm talking about the Christians, the people at the churches. You would all, you would think that we can at least, you know, even if you don't like the term social justice or critical race theory or what's the new one that Tony Evans just uh, unveiled within the past year, kingdom race theology, I think it's what it's called. If you're uncomfortable with all of these terms and think that they're have agendas behind it, blah, 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 you might, th you would at least hope that everyone's on board, at least with the idea of justice. Micah 6 say, what does the Lord require of you? But to seek justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God, right? Jesus, time and time again, in the gospels is taking care of the poor, the oppressed, the, the, uh, the outcasts, the, those who need help. Um, right. Right. You know, woman at the uh, Samaritan woman at the well, or the woman who was caught in adultery that they want to stone as like a political and theological stunt or, um, yeah, you know, a, a lot of women actually, because you also have the woman with the issue of blood, and you have the the you know the 
lepers that Jesus cleansed and the feeding of the 5,000, the 4,000. And then you get into, uh, you know, you get into the gospel or the, excuse me, you get into the book of Acts and like people are, you know, people, you know, the church is feeding people and they're, they don't even, they don't have enough workers. So they call deacons and that's when Stephen gets called to be a part of the church ministry. And, you know, Paul gives provisions for taking care of widows in his epistles. And, you know, James talks about pure and undefiled religion is this taking care of the poor and the widows. Like, you know, we get all of this. And even you go into the old Testament and there's, you know, cities of refuge and uh, provisions made for uh, travelers and people coming into the country and, you know, foreigners who want to like, be live in israel and proverb after proverb about be you know the wise righteous person takes care of the poor and the foolish one abuses the poor like you you have all these examples right right and you would think that we're on board with prayer i even uh what was that i think it was last month back in february it was my sermon out of the book of luke on praying persistently for justice like we we have all of this stuff and yet I've been in churches where you, you, they're, they're not for it. They're just not for it. They're not about it. I've been in conversations with Christians, people who love Jesus, who, who argue that should the church, you know, feed the poor and they're, you know, yeah, run down the list, this list that I just gave you of all these examples of like, well, yeah, we, we probably should be collecting food for the poor and feeding them. And people just very staunchly, nope, if you don't work, you don't eat. Which, by the way, is way out of context. Paul is not talking about feeding poor people in that scenario. Paul is talking about if you serve in ministry and people are showing hospitality towards you you should also do something this is where the whole tent making thing that we also like to rip out of context comes up paul was a tent maker so that way he could provide some of his way so that way he wasn't just taking advantage of people's hospitalities because if you don't work when you can you should you shouldn't eat so this is actually like the whole you don't work, you don't eat is actually a provision for ministry people to not take advantage of other people's kindness and hospitality. But we've turned it into like the ace in the hole, the ace in the hole trump card of like, no pun intended, of uh, ace card about how, well, you know, if you don't work, you don't eat. You deserve it. If you can't, if you can't take care of yourself, you deserve it. It's a moral issue. Being poor is a moral issue, apparently. So, again, my point in this episode, and I just know that reel is going to get so many comments. Uh, <laughs> my point in this episode is simply that, guys, can we le at least get on board with feeding poor people do a food drive for your community at your church like 
come on. We can't even get past that. If we can't even get past that, no wonder we can't get to, hey, we have institutions that are totally racist in our community, in our country that are still quite racist and putting people down. Maybe we should change that. Mm, I don't know. We'll think about it. Like, no wonder we can't get past that. No wonder we can't get to that because we can't even agree that, you know, it might be a good idea to, like, make a sandwich for somebody. As somebody who's been a part of the mental health community, um, and I know our episode is winding down, um, as someone who's been a part of the mental health community, if you also are a Christian who's got mental health problems you know that you you've heard the argument that uh, some people would say that christian counseling should just be prayer and god's word and nothing else and if it incorporates anything else then that counselor is saying that you that they think the word of god is insufficient to help someone whereas on the flip side the argument is no we will use the word of god and scripture because we should but we use count main mainline or mainstream secular counseling techniques and psychology and prescribed medication because these are helpful tools to arrive at the the bottom line of what we all know of sin nature you know but and i find that as we get into this conversation of social justice and particularly critical race theory on this part is that we dismiss these things outright because it's not the Bible in prayer. I'm seeing a correlation here. And all I'm trying to say is maybe, just maybe, you should feed the poor. And also, you should be open to using these as tools to help you understand, yes, we know, sin nature. Yes, we know, preach the gospel. Yes, we know, pray against racism. Yes, we know these things. But we can also use these tools to help expose and show light where there are issues at that we may be blind to. A quick word on woke. Literally a word. So originally the word woke was this term that was used for used by uh, oppressed groups like specifically the African-American community uh, to designate people who, who saw them, heard them, and was doing something about their situation, right? That person is woke. They are an ally. Might be another word you're familiar with. Um, but then after the, I don't have exact dates, but it seems like it happened right around the murder of George Floyd that the conservative news outlet hijacked the word to make it mean the liberal agenda, the liberals who are destroying America. You know, those were the, that's what the word woke has become to mean is like this far left view of society. And yes, there is a far left view of society. Those people do exist. Um, but the word woke has become this like term that has taken on a whole new meaning. It's 
kind of like a couple years ago when that whole let's go Brandon thing started. And I was like, hey, cool. People like me. And turns out that's not what that means at all. Um, I'm going to say this. And for some of you who dropped in for this episode, you probably are going to say this. Um, If you think I'm woke, if you want to call me woke, I'm okay with it. Because in a classical sense, although the word is not that old, in a classical sense, I think it's a good thing. You want to use it to bring me down? That's fine. I am a learning and growing individual, so I know that I said some things along the way that probably uh, were not accurate or fully correct. I did not do that on purpose. I am still learning and growing in this area. So again, I would like to refer you out to a specialist. Go check out Ministry Misfits. Don't attack them. I'm not sending you there to attack them. Go listen to their show to continue to grow and to learn. I think that's it. Cool. All right. We got some time left, so let's start wrapping this up. Uh, Thank you all for listening and for bearing with me on my rant about how we should feed poor people. Goodness. It's like within the first five steps of what we should be doing, folks. Anyway, um, if you enjoyed this episode, please uh, rate and review it wherever you listen to the show. And if you're looking for a podcast home, might I suggest subscribing to Spotify. But if you already have a podcast home, you like listening to the show, you just stay there. It's cool. But I, I would I would like to direct you towards Spotify. Anyway. If you want to head into the description of this episode to find links to the MSL shop website, the GoFundMe, you can also contact the show to call me woke at emailseminarylife at gmail.com. I mentioned earlier that uh, I'm not looking forward to doing this episode or next week's episode. And that is because next week's episode is the final paper. And, uh, And that does not mean that this is the end of my seminary life. After that, we have the two-year anniversary special. And then in April, we're starting a brand new phase of the show, phase two of the MSL Cinematic Universe, uh, starting with Apologetics 101. So the show's not going anywhere. Um, But my final paper was on how can the church better love the LGBTQ plus community? We're getting them both in, folks. We talked about the pandemic we t- twice. We talked about social justice. Now we're going to talk about the other boogeyman in many Christians' minds, the LGBTQ plus community. So you can see why I wanted to talk about generational ministry and have Bradley on the show to talk about worship. I just needed to break this all up a little bit. It's okay. Happy days are ahead. I'm graduating. Anyway, thank you all for listening. And remember, theology is for everyone. So keep on studying.